Critters and Creeps to the first episode of the new Cadavercast. Oh boy. I'm Al Burnham. And I'm Cadaver Dad Jeff Burnham. And we're coming to you from the Frankenstein's Monkey Farm. So, do you want to tell them what we're doing today? Sure, bud. Yeah, we have a big episode lined up for you today. So we've got a whole agenda here at the top because we spent the morning at the Green Post here in Chicago working on an outline for this episode because there's so much we want to talk about. The first thing we're going to talk about is what the show is going to look like now, now that it is this new cadaver cast that Al talked about. Yeah. Then uh, we're going to talk for a few minutes about the movie Renfield, co-starring Nicolas Cage as Dracula, but starring Nicholas Holt and Aquafina. We'll talk about that. Al watched part of it i watched the whole thing but we'll talk about that and then we're gonna do some adventures in grave digging um and this is kind of a new element of the show that we're bringing in so do you want to describe that basically it just kind of helps it keep it a bit more loose and it can let us talk about more horror movies than just like the one that this episode is about right because in the past we've of course you know recorded about this that or the other movie and then we've watched another movie in the same month and gone man why didn't we record about that or whatever maybe we'll record it next month but then it just doesn't happen one reason or another and we just wanted to have something in our show and we'll come to kind of how big a part of our show this is going to be but we wanted something in our show where we can talk about more things yeah right so like today we're going to talk about if among other things i guess lam nai choi's the cat from 1992 that's a movie we would never have done a full episode about here on the show and yet we watched it al wanted to talk a little bit about it So we can. We now have a chunk of our show where we can do that. So a lot of the stuff that we talk about is probably going to be stuff that we watch together. But it's also because we're digging up stuff, you know, right? Like this whole grave digging idea. You know, what did we dig up since we last talked to you critters and creeps? We can just talk about kind of briefly the big stuff we've watched since we last talked to you. And that to me feels right. It feels better. It feels like we're doing more justice to our horror viewing for the sake of our listeners, doesn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, it's it might be stuff that we watch together. It might be stuff that I watch on my own. So you may even get more adult recommendations out of things. I mean, heck, today we're talking about Renfield, which is a movie, when we do get talking about it, is not for kids. <laughs> and yeah, so... And I probably won't even be talking that much, too. <laughs> right. And it's not a movie for kids. And I think it's also kind of cool to be able to talk about movies that... You know, hey, here's this thing that maybe seems like it's for kids but isn't, but also, you know, just talking about things that, hey, I watched this, but uh, you shouldn't show it to your kids probably. Yeah. You know? So uh, that will come to after talking about Renfield. So we got what is the new cadaver cast here? Renfield from 2023. And then some grave digging to be done. We said we'd do a lot of things during our relaunch. And among them were things like 
we'd have a new format, maybe new segments. We were going to have new music. We're going to find new ways to engage with uh, patrons over Patreon. We were going to do new things there, at least some kind of new engagement. And also recording, finally, what the Al is old, which is, of course, an episode Al's struggled a bit with, but we've talked about since and found some nice ways to develop that story moving forward. So that's the stuff we talked about. And it's all kind of happening. In one way or another. Yep. But the show's changing majorly. <laughs> so this yeah. is this is a thing our listeners may be on pins and needles about going, oh no, what's happening to our show? Right? What are they doing? Ruining the cadaver cast or something. I don't think anybody's really thinking that. <laughs> but our lives have actually changed quite a bit yeah. since we went on our break. Yeah. And in some really amazing ways that we could not have anticipated. No, it was just, like, sudden. Yeah, really. I mean, it really was sudden. Like, just totally out of the blue. We had wanted to reboot the show and have a new format for the show, mostly to keep ourselves, like, excited and interested and offer ourselves opportunities to do bigger things, more things that interested us, really. Yeah. Like, that's kind of what we were looking at. And then also, and not to say that the show didn't interest us, but to get some some more energy into it. And on top of that, right, um, we did want to expand the show out a bit. Yeah. But primarily because it was the number one thing that I was doing. You know, it yeah. was the thing that I was focusing my creative energies on because, you know, I'm teaching. Uh, I've been teaching screenwriting here for quite a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I also write movies, of course, and I write my screenplays, but I've been writing my screenplays on the side uh, while I do all of my other stuff. And so the screenwriting is a thing that I was doing, I guess, more so than anything else to kind of, I don't know, work toward a future as a filmmaker, you know, that I've as yet heretofore been unable to sort of obtain. Like I've worked in film, I've made films, I've written films, I've had successes, I've had a screenplay optioned and stuff, you know what I mean? Like I worked at studio yeah. there on the script for a year, I've been at other studios pitching things, you know, I've done stuff. But it wasn't the thing that was getting out there. I didn't have like an audience or a way to really reach people without just making movies myself, which don't exactly have money to do at the moment. So uh, the big thing that changed is I, I kind of found some um, opportunities here yeah. to further my filmmaking career. Now, obviously, there's a Writers Guild strike on, so... I'm not going to be doing a lot of that, like, for higher screenwriting work right now. When I say a lot, I mean any, because uh, that's scab work, and I'm not doing scab work, right? Um, I'm not going to be uh, going against the guild in any way, even though I'm not a guild member, but I want to be a member of the WGA someday, right? So uh, I'm not going to be doing any of that kind of work, but I am busy on my other kind of projects looking toward the future. I have met some people and started working with other producers that have kind of opened up a whole new world of filmmaking for me. Not like a whole new world that I didn't know about, but just doors have opened over the last two months yeah. that were never open for me before. Yeah, it's just crazy. It is. Like and I mean, we don't want to get into too many details. I know you know a lot of details, yeah. but uh, it's still a lot of stuff that maybe we can't exactly talk about 
with the critters and creeps just yet but we will someday soon suffice it to say that i am working on a screenplay myself that sometime here in the next couple years we're looking to be on set making um and that's just one of a couple movies that i actually have kind of a pathway to get them on the screen um, there's another smaller movie that I want to make one day that I have a couple potential avenues to get it produced. So, boy, these things didn't exist when we recorded our last episode. Yeah. It fundamentally changed the way our lives were directed. And it's kind of appropriate because as I posted on Instagram like this morning, I didn't show you the post, but it was a view at the, the green post. But when I posted about it, you know, I've got these filmmaking opportunities. Al's going into middle school. So our lives are changing big time. Yeah. And Al just finished fifth grade. I did. Congratulations, kiddo. That's elementary mm-hmm. school. Dunzo. So this is the new Cadavercast and first episode that I will record in middle school. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Off it's to sixth report. grade you go. It's it's pretty appropriate then. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. It's a huge, huge new day here at Frankenstein's Monkey Farm. Huh? So that's the big stuff. That's the big stuff that has changed. I mean, other things have changed. There have been a lot. Of, there's yeah. so many things. We don't, like one, I don't have time to get into it all. Uh, two, you know, there's just so much stuff that like I wouldn't even know where to start. And three, obviously some of it's personal. So whatever. But just things have changed massively, but in a way that we saw an opportunity moving forward to overhaul the show differently than we'd been talking about, but still keep the show alive and well and something that we love and have fun with. Yes, we did. And that's what we're going to be doing. Yeah. So it's like we are delivering on the promises that we made, you know, in that last episode, but in a little bit of a different way, right? We're going to have a new format. And we'll talk about that. Al's going to kind of lay out a lot of that for you. We're going to have new music. The new music is in the works or will be in the works soon. Uh, Suffice it to say that the new music will be forthcoming. Al's been working on some tunes. We may be bringing in a musician or two to help out on it. So it could be pretty big. So keep an ear out for that. I don't even know what we're going to have on this episode. It feels like... We should put some different or at least temp music over <laughs> over this one just to have, you know, something a little bit transitional. Uh, maybe who who knows? Maybe we'll even use uh, Jordan's <laughs> intro that he recorded. You remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll use that. But uh, we've got this new music to come. We are going to engage with Patreon in a new way, which is. Not. We're not. Um, we're not going to be on Patreon. Uh, we'll we'll talk about why. We're going to talk about kind of our new our new quote schedule. Suffice it to say that the scheduling was kind of one of the big things with Patreon, and we're changing up the way that we run things. And we know that there's no way in the world we could deliver things to Patreon like routinely. That's just not going to be able to happen, especially no. as my filmmaking takes off and stuff. I'm just not going to have those opportunities. You know, I'm going to be who knows where, you know, doing who knows what, you know. So there, there may just not be the ability to have stuff come together for Patreon. And knowing what we know about the way that we're taking the show and how different it is potentially going to be, 
Uh, again, we're coming to it. Knowing how different it's going to be, we felt kind of weird being on Patreon, taking people's money. Mostly we just want to be here for you critters and creeps to like provide you with entertainment. We don't we don't need any money out of it per se, you know, and also uh, again, this the scheduling is the big thing. We just without the ability to kind of meet the schedules that we feel we should for Patreon, we had we have to pull out of that endeavor. Uh, that said, Word Salad Patreon is still going to exist and it supports Word Salad Radio, which I'm still going to be a major part of. And Cinemuck is still up on Patreon. So there's still going to be participation from us in Word Salad, in the Word Salad Radio Patreon stuff, but it's not going to be us producing original things at, in the same rate. We may still... You know, but we don't have necessarily concrete plans for that. Um, and also, yeah, Joe knows. <laughs> yes. We, we talked to Joe about it uh, quite a while ago once we realized that things were going to have to change. Um, the other thing is, yes, we will record about what the Al is old. <laughs> Even though the new format's going to be probably we're not going to do that, but we might still do that. Those things we probably will, but we did promise we're going to do it, so we will. We will. Yes, we will. Um, And this is to say we don't know if, you know, who the Al is is still going to be around at all in any form. We don't know if we're going to find any room for Monster Stampede ever again. We don't know. Um, Because the show is going to take a new format uh and we'll and we'll come to that let's 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 tease out a bit more of what we're gonna do before we talk about i guess broader more broadly right um because this makes it sound perhaps like there isn't going to be any new cadaver cast but there absolutely will be there's going to be new content yeah you know um and we have other content too that we also have plans for so there is actually very, very much still going to be activity on the show, regardless of whether or not there is any given month a new episode recorded, because we've got a lot of stuff that we want to share with you. So a bit of housekeeping about this older content and the stuff that we have planned for it, and then we'll lay out for you all, Critters and Creeps, the new format. Uh, Al, what's the old stuff that we've, that we've got that the Critters and Creeps are going to have access to? Well, we will be taking the old episodes and recutting them so that cutting out any mentions of like anything of like GoFundMe's and anything that we're not doing anymore. Right. So we don't want to direct people toward dead links and stuff like that. So we want to pull that stuff out. Um, I don't I don't think we're going to cut the episodes again. I don't think we're going to cut anything else out. Uh, But mostly we kind of want to re-release them and sort of revisit them ourselves. Yeah. And be able to put them out in a way that they can be permanently available to the public in a form that we can always stand behind. Yes. That's the idea there. And also the Cadavercast Patreon original things Mm -hmm. will be released publicly because we're not doing Patreon really. Right. So... And we yes. wanted to get this out to the to everybody to be able to hear. You know, we've yeah. been working on the original uh, Patreon stuff for, you know, a long while. And we've got a little bit of a backlog. So there will still be, for those of you who haven't been patrons, totally new content that you've never heard or seen coming out and being available to you 
And I do mean scene. Al, do you want to talk about the types of stuff that we have there? Yeah, the first one is the original lost, quote-unquote, recording about Monster Squad. Mm-hmm. So, Which, of course, we re-recorded about a year later. We did a yeah. new episode on it, but our sound, we weren't happy with the sound mix. I wasn't happy with the sound. Not the mix, um, but the, the recording I was not happy with when we did it. So we uh, just didn't release that one and then put it on Patreon. I worked really hard to get the sound okay to listen to and then release that on Patreon. So we'll, we'll put that out publicly. Maybe save that up for October or something. Maybe. But another thing is the gory gaming, mm-hmm. where we talk about like video games that have monsters in them. Yeah, Basically. and I think we did like three or four episodes of that. Yeah. Right. And also the not so creepy critters, where I just talk about like animals and like, and then I talked about some science on one of the episodes. So yeah, there's that. Mm-hmm. And not so creepy critters again, maybe like four or five episodes, um, which. You know, again, these were kind of spin-off things that we were testing out, experimenting with different formats. Part of it was also to see how it might go that we could potentially incorporate it into our show later, which we never quite found room for, but we have. Um, so we've got that Monster Squad that will be coming out, uh, that lost episode, re- rediscovered, I guess. Uh, gory Gaming, Not-So-Creepy Critters, and now what's the other big category? videos oh yeah originals and the commentaries Mm -hmm. so and what and what would those entail what are the originals and what are the the commentaries here the original stuff would be like some music i made and some of the trash garage stuff that is like a thing that dad made (laughs) right when you say the music that you made al actually did uh, for um oh boy i'm trying to remember what it was It was, yeah, it's an old uh, Melies short that I don't remember which one it was uh, off the top of my head. But Al did a whole sort of piano accompaniment for a silent short. Yeah. And we'll be putting that out. And we've got other little videos like that that we want to sort of put out publicly, yeah. you know. And the Trash Garage is a screening room that I have online for my friends where I show, you know, the movies that, I don't know, we show for like our Halloween marathon and stuff like that. And one of the things that we did for our Halloween marathon this last year and over the course of these last few years we did smaller versions of was produce original content. Yes. And so we made some totally original stuff. A lot of it is kind of video collage stuff or, you know, I don't know, kind of incorporating found footage or found images and things into our own original stuff for a a pastiche sort of a creation not stuff that we'd necessarily ever planned to release publicly or whatever but some of it we thought we can and should and from this point forward the kind of stuff that we produce for trash garage we might just put out you know publicly at some point it just would be stuff that our friends got to see before anybody else, right? Yeah. And then the the commentaries, Alistair. So basically, we just do commentary. It's not like we know. But what some kind stuff of a commentary? Comment commentary is a word that means a lot of things. So yes. what do you mean? We mean we're watching the movie and we're basically like talking during the movie. Right. Yeah, and not just talking during the movie, but talking about the movie and things that spin off of it. Yeah. Right. And we've done. Again, like what, five of those maybe? Something like that? Four or five? 
four, five, yeah. You know, we have what? The Killer Shrews. We did... Uh, uh, House on Haunted Hill. Nosferatu, I believe, yeah. right? They're really fun, and we've got some of those to put out again. Uh, maybe put out a couple of those in October for your viewing pleasure, displeasure, yeah. as the case may be. But we've got commentaries. Al also loved doing the commentaries. Yeah. And I know you want to do more. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's going to be part of our new format as well, which we're about to. And then finally, old business is Cinemuck. I'd mentioned it before. Uh, Cinemuck is the show that I've produced for Patreon. I've produced over 50 episodes of it. And it's a show where I watch trashy movies with my friends or family, as the case may be. And I don't know. I don't really have plans to release it publicly as yet. Maybe I will. But... As of right now, I don't know. We're still, you know, Al's in middle school. So I feel like releasing something that is so patently non-family friendly on our channel seems weird to me. Yeah. Because we get into subjects that just you never would hear us talk about on this show and that you would... Never want to hear us talk about on this show, especially if you listen to this show with your family. So, yeah. How many episodes was I on? Two? Yeah, two or two or three. Yeah. 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 And, of course, a few guest appearances, just walking through. Yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's kind of what's going to happen with the old stuff. So expect to see the old stuff re-released in slightly modified versions, and we'll push those out so you can kind of revisit those with us as we revisit them. We've got then all of our Patreon stuff that we're looking to release to you, at least that are, you know, cadavercast related. And then who knows, maybe someday Cinemuck. And if there's a big enough demand, I suppose, if people are like, ah, give us that Cinemuck, we want to hear it, then I guess. This is all prelude to us discussing what actually this show is going to look like moving forward. And this is the really exciting part. Yes. So... With all that out of the way, which is a lot. <laughs> yes, that's a lot of stuff. I know. We knew this one was going to take very, very long. So with that, Alistair, what what are kind of the defining features of the new Cadavercast? One, we will not have any, like, schedule of posting. Whenever, like, we have, like, any inspiration to do an episode, we will just post one. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, one of the big things that happened is the show over the years, because we did have such a consistent schedule and we've been doing it since Al was four, you know, when a month would come along that was particularly tough, you know, especially in life, you know, suddenly the podcast might feel like work. Putting out something on that kind of a schedule really is demanding. And it took up a lot of our personal time together. You know, yeah. and so it was like we were doing so much to prepare for the show that we weren't getting to spend just the time together that we'd wanted or like editing the episodes, which we had to then do maybe separately. And, you know, you'd do a pass. I'd do a pass. And so a lot of our time was spent on the show when we could have been spending more time together, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And this is not to say we're not, again, going to do anything with the show, but we don't want it to feel like work. We don't want to feel like that anymore because that's not fair to you critters and creeps, no. you know, and, and it's 
because and also moving away from Patreon helps prevent it from feeling anything like work to us because then we're not getting money for it either at that point. Um, But it's that schedule. It's that rigid, oppressive schedule that was just, you know, making it sort of arduous on occasion. And the truth of the matter is, well, when we got the Silver Bolo Award, the show was about to be done. Um, we almost ended the show right then, and we were looking, I don't know, in the next month or two at that point to maybe stop. Um, we, we at that point, were, had even talked about not even recording any more episodes and just recording yeah. a goodbye episode. And then we won the Silver Bolo, and it just breathed new life into the show. And here we are, you know, still around, still going. And that's fantastic. And, you know, couldn't be more appreciative, you know, of uh, everything that, that did for us that Darcy and Joe Bob and the gang did for us. They no longer give out silver bolo awards. Um, so, you know, it's a small group of people who have them, I guess, but it's one of the things of which I am proudest. Yeah. Confirmation that what we did meant something to somebody and was recognized and appreciated. And that's what was important, you know? So the fact that the show has gone on as long as it has and that we did make it to 150, huge. And we could not have done it without the mutant fam. Yep. You know, in addition to the critters and creeps. It yeah. really, it really is thanks to everybody. So we, we're pulling away from a set schedule, which may mean uh, some months we may just not have a new episode. Uh, but we would have stuff rolling out of re-releases you know, or of video content that we previously made that we decide to share with you all. And make no mistake, a lot of it is about sharing our art with you all. Yes. So you may get more stuff as a result of this every month from us or in a year from us. It's not all going to be like podcasts per se. Um, but still, when we are recording our episodes, when we do get that inspiration, Al, what are we going to be, what what kind of stuff are we going to be talking about? Reviewing movies. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the same format. We've been talking about doing it more of an informal hangout kind of a talk. Yeah. You know, again, to make it feel less like work and more like, you know, a father and their child talking about movies together. Yeah. You know, just chatting and having a good time without any expectations. And we will be reviewing Blu-rays, so... Mm-hmm. And which is uh, why we're talking about Renfield yes. today, right? So we're going to review Blu-rays. I just closed down my website, filmmonthly.com. For, it was for a number of reasons, many of them the same as we're changing the show. One of the things that happened is, we're, is I'm still in contact with all of those PR people. And some of them, you know, obviously oversee things where they put out uh, horror movies and that gives us access to, you know, new releases and things that otherwise we might not be able to get around to or even purchase or whatever. But this way, maybe we can even get reviews of Blu-rays and things out to our listeners a little bit early so they know if they should buy them yeah. or not. You know, mm-hmm. so that's another thing that the having, you know, no set schedule is really going to help us with is if we just get a Blu-ray in. You know, and that we want to review whether we buy it or some company gives it to us to review or something like that. We could just drop that review like we can yeah. watch the, the Blu-ray and then record it really quick. And who knows? Maybe it's 15 minutes. Maybe we talk about things for an hour. Maybe it's three hours. We can't shut up about it. <sighs> That's the great thing about this new format. It's just totally open. 
but uh, then we can talk about Blu-rays and things and get more love of home video out there into yeah. the world, you know? So, yeah, reviewing Blu-rays and... Grave digging. Right. So, we kind of explained it earlier, but we'll kind of explain it a bit more. It's basically where we kind of get to just keep talking in like... <laughs> it's like playing catch-up. Yes. Right? It's like a catch-up sort of a section. So if we're reviewing Renfield on an episode, we can talk about any number of other movies we've watched since we last had an episode and keep it really, really brief. Go, oh, we saw this. It was really crazy. Check that out. There was this thing. And then maybe we'll talk about that thing for five minutes instead. You know, maybe we'll just say, look at it. Maybe we'll have a little bit more to say. So, yeah, grave digging. But we also may be doing kind of things more like gory gaming and not so creepy critters to go back to what we were talking about earlier you know that i said those formats may still find a home in the show that's why we did them over on patreon anyway to kind of test the waters but now that we've got a new open format we can kind of do that yeah even though we will be doing it we will always talk about some monster movie even if we talk about like you know a board game or something we will always talk about a monster movie Right. Even if it's just in the grave digging section. Like Yeah. Yeah, so like if we have uh just looking at our <laughs> our shelf over here, we've got that old Wolfman board game that I bought at a yard sale. That we never played. Well, it doesn't have the pieces. Okay. <laughs> it's missing a lot of pieces. So like we might say review something like the Wolfman board game and then if we do, then we would still have grave digging at the end of the episode. And we'd have talked about a monster-related, you know, board game. But then also we would still talk about monster movies. And, yeah. if, and if Al ends up spending an episode talking about hedgehogs or something, because Al learned all about hedgehogs, then we'd still have grave digging to cover horror movies, yeah. you know? Um, so that's exciting. But the the kind of the, the more exciting stuff for us, and when I pitched this to Al initially, Al got really, really, really excited again about the show. Uh, more excited than I think I've seen Al about the show in ages. So we've got other things that we want to bring here. And kind of all of what we've been talking about is sort of prelude to this, right? So not we, th to this point, we've talked about the podcast mostly. You know yeah. what we're going to do with our episodes. Our episodes are now not going to be scheduled. Our old episodes are going to be recut a teeny tiny bit and re-released. Stuff we put on Patreon is going to be re-released. That's podcast stuff. But Cadavercast suddenly became a thing that I envisioned, and Al also sees this too, as something bigger than a podcast. Yeah. Right? Not, And I don't mean that in like some... I don't know, grandiose way of you all wait and see, we're re reinventing media or something. But I wanted to use this platform that we have because we have shared with you all for so long this work that we have loved doing so much. Yeah. We want to share with you the other work that we love doing. So yeah. Al, what other things might Cadavercast encompass? We might be doing videos. Mm -hmm. So... Reviews, but on like video, that might that might be a thing we might do. Mm -hmm. we might and of do... course, as you've seen, right, Gerald from Two Peas, he's doing a lot of videos and stuff, right? So yeah. we're seeing our buddies out in podcasting, getting more into the video work, and that was stuff that Al's always wanted to do because Al watches a lot of YouTube. 
Yeah, we might also do some vlogs, like, from the set of, like, movies we might be working on sometimes, maybe? Yeah, I mean, maybe we're on the set of a movie, right? And, uh, yeah, vlogging, you know, so that Al might walk around and film things and be like, oh, yeah, here's me hanging out with the star of this movie, or here's my dad rewriting dialogue or something <laughs> like that, right? Uh, we want to be able to take you on set of our productions when we get this stuff off the ground, you know. But it, even if it's not movies, maybe we'll be doing something else that will be worth vlogging a little bit about, yeah. you know. And and it might be more informal. It might be more formal. Who knows? But this is something that Al was interested in, more video work. But we also might be doing some originals. Mm -hmm. Some of the stuff that we talked about that from our marathons, we might be posting some of that, too. And it's not just stuff that, like, I made. Uh, Al, in fact, over this last year when we produced stuff for our horror, you know, marathon in October, Al co-wrote the stuff yes. with me. Yeah. So, like, we've got legitimate little comedy videos and things that Al is a co-writer on and star of that we can put out. So... Uh, these originals, they may come from our marathons and they may be stuff that we just produced for the public, um, in which case they'll probably end up in our marathon anyway, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah. we want to put these things out there. So, uh, yeah, videos is one part of it. Al's other big thing that, uh, which, they've been wanting to test out or do more of, I guess. Which I am actually really excited about. We will be doing some streams online, so... We hope to. We hope, anyway. We <laughs> We're putting all will. this out there as we hope to. This is the current plan. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. You know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but we might be doing, like, public domain or some of our friends' horror movies. Obviously live with, like, discussion and stuff. So that might happen. Yeah. Things where it's like we show old movies and, you know, we could just be in chat together with the Critters and Creeps talking about the movies. Or if the Critters and Creeps wanted... It to be more like a show where we show the movie and do kind of a live commentary track over the top of it that we could do as well. Yeah. We've got different formats that we've been talking about for potential streams of just movies, including, yeah, as Al said, maybe some of our friends movies. Maybe we'll be able to get access to some of that, you know, yeah. for very special shows. But we also might just do video games. Mm -hmm. like Streaming video games, that is. Yeah. Not just, like, horror or monster ones, but, like, any video games, really. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we did the one stream, what was it, the Cinemuck gaming thing yeah. or whatever that we did on Twitch. It was, like, an eight-hour eight stream that we did. Something like just that. The, and, and that's the only time we've ever did the streaming, but we streamed for, like, eight hours playing video games and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that, that kind of a thing we might get more into, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've got not just stuff with the podcast, but other bigger projects that we may put together. Yeah. Um, which includes not just videos and streams and podcasts and things, because again, you know, like, yeah, filmmaking and whatnot is still video related and audio related or whatever. But we want the show to be, again, this open kind of showcase for what we are up to. And we also see us being able to release to you all, and, and sometimes it may just be Instagram or whatever, release to you all the other work that we're doing. Yeah. You know? We might post some like paintings, drawings, crafts or something that we make or any programming I get up to or anything like that. Yeah, Al does a lot of like 
video game programming and things on websites and stuff that allow for that kind of like uh, building of games using I don't I don't want to say rudimentary programming, but more accessible programming, uh, computer programming for kids. Yeah. You know, so Al's been making video games and stuff with their own assets and everything. Yeah. You know, and it's pretty exciting. So maybe that stuff will be part of it. Uh, Maybe we'll have other music. Yeah. You know, Um, Al has a big old keyboard sitting out Mm -hmm. here. And we now have a lot of music software. Right. Yeah. Got a big old bundle of music software. And uh, in general, anything that we do, we want to be able to give to you. And really, that's the new format of CadaverCast. It's not just a podcast. We don't want it to be seen as just a podcast. Um, It is a podcast, but we want it to be this window into the Cadaver fam to see what it is that we do. Because when all of this stuff started happening with my films and stuff and... You know, the potential for me getting things produced and the potential for me getting work after the strike, you know, with all that happening and Al going into middle school, the the temptation to quit the show, to just stop, like, was there. It occurred to me, you know, like I had the thought of maybe it's time. Maybe it's time we end this. Maybe it's time we stop doing this. But like the crazy thing to me is we love putting out media. Yeah. We're going to continue putting out media. I'm going to make movies, right? So, like, we want our audience to be a part of that. We want you all, Critters and Creeps, to be a part of this journey. We're going beyond this podcast in a major way, opening up the podcast to be just this overall blanket kind of program. Cadavercast is just the broadcasts from Frankenstein's Monkey Farm, whatever form they may take. Entering your ears, eyeballs, all of that. Yeah. You know, and heck, if, you know, Al, uh, I don't know, makes up, makes up a recipe or something, you know, maybe Al will do a cooking video. We actually have a cooking video that we can share out on freaking social media and put it out, you know, for the critters and creeps of you making that, um, that German cake. You remember that? Yeah. 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 Did that as a video, right? (laughs) Like during, uh, quarantine that was one of your school projects putting together this video so yeah i mean maybe then you're cooking alongside us right maybe you're watching us make movies you're there with us making movies you know maybe we don't get an episode recorded one month because we don't have the inspiration for an episode but maybe alistair produces three paintings yeah you know like i i don't know maybe Maybe some of you won't want to see that. Like, we understand that, right? We know that us saying this podcast, we don't want to think of just as a podcast anymore. Maybe the kind of thing that'll push people away because that's all they're interested in. Maybe a monthly routine release is the only thing they wanted from us. And, you know, that is what we had promised. And I'm sorry that that is not what we're going to be delivering necessarily anymore. But we are very, very excited about expanding the scope. You know, we are, we're artists, Alistair and myself and Cadaver Mom. We are a family of artists. We produce things, right? We produce art and media and even media theory, right? I'm a published uh, communications scholar as well on media theory. Like we are active people and 
we want to be able to expand what we're doing to just unhindered by schedules, by platforms, offer up whatever we have to you, you yeah. know, not just not just audio stuff, anything we got, we want to be able to give to you all and hopefully you appreciate it. Yeah. Anything else to say about that, Al? No. So that's it. Al, do you want to try to sum up in a, in a couple quick sentences what Cadavercast, new Cadavercast is to you? I don't know if I can. You don't know if you can? No. Hmm. You want to take a second to think about it? Maybe I could give, like, what I want to share, too. Yeah. So, I mean, Dad told you what he wants to share. I have a lot of stuff I want to share with you guys. Like, I do really want to share my art because I make a lot of art and drawings. I love coding, so I want to show you guys my coding. Like, my passion for games. I would love to show you all that stuff. And, like, all my hobbies. I want to show you that stuff. Because, like, I mean... We don't really show that much. It's just like our podcast. So yeah. now that we're expanding, I get to show the stuff that like I do all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and it's funny, too, because the the perception of you publicly is kind of very different from who you are <laughs> privately. <Yeah. laughs> because and mine isn't necessarily like I'm I'm sitting here right now wearing a trick or treat hoodie. Oh, that's my. uh Ron's stereo and TV uh, Winnipeg t-shirt. Thanks, Jason. Um, and uh, usually got like horror pants, horror socks, horror everything head to toe. I'm pretty much, I think, what I seem to be. Uh, but the show does make you seem like you are a, kind of a very different person. And in yeah. fact, nowadays you don't even watch a ton of horror movies either. No. Not really. You still do. Yeah, I do. I enjoy when I do. But but, but you've got so so many more interests. Yeah. Yeah. So I will now be like getting to show like how I am and like so yeah. Yeah. But there you go, critters and creeps. The future of Cadavercast is looking mighty bright. Yep. So we're really excited about it. And with that out of the way, Alistair, should we talk about Renfield? Yep, let's do that. Let's talk about Renfield. So, uh, Renfield, do you want, do you want to explain what like like what the movie is in general, like your understanding of it anyway? Which is, which may be confusing now that I've said that out loud, but but you'll get what I'm talking about, uh, listeners. I mean, frankly, by what I know about it, it's it's about Renfield from the original Dracula, and like it's like kind of I don't know how to describe it. A, sequel i don't know kind of yeah yeah kind That's of basically all i know about it because i i haven't actually seen much <laughs> <laughs> right and we'll fair and we'll talk about why um this movie is rated r yes and that is ultimately like indicative of why alistair did not finish it but it is indeed a sort of sequel to the original bela lugosi dracula yeah and our Renfield is quite literally Dwight Fry's Renfield. Yeah. So uh, we have Nicholas Holt as our Renfield. We have Nicholas Cage as our Dracula. And Alistair, why didn't you finish the movie? Why don't you talk about that first? Um, and, I'll, and I'll explain to you kind of what the movie is about once we do uh, get through that. It was a bit of stuff at the beginning that I like... 
You can be broad about um, it. You don't got to be super, super specific. There was just some stuff at the beginning I did not want to see. So I'm like, I'm not watching this movie. It's too much. Right. And, and what kind of stuff? I'll describe it. Gore? Yes. <laughs> kind of. I, what do you mean kind of? It was a, yeah, it's true. gory. It was the gore that got to you. Yes. Right. And, and yeah, I mean, granted, if we look at the, whoops, drop the, the Blu-ray. If we look at the back. Right, rated R for bloody violence, some gore, language throughout, and some drug use. Bloody violence, some gore. I would say that the some gore is a little misleading. Yes. <laughs> for uh, although I guess a lot of it is just the amount of blood. So bloody violence. I guess it's the copious amounts of blood that are getting the conversation started there. But it's quite gory. And I don't think it's so much the presence of the gore that bothered you or even necessarily any individual bit of gore. I think it was the incessant, um, like, inclusion of gore. Yes. Would that be correct? Yes. Yeah, you want to talk about that for a second just to, like, explain sort of that? And obviously, listeners, you know, Al has a, an understanding with us that if Al's watching something Al doesn't want to see, close your eyes. If you don't want, if you find more stuff you don't want to see, you just walk away. You know what I mean? Like and like any kid watching a horror movie, close your eyes if you don't want to see something. You know, if the rest of it's okay for you, normal stuff, right? Yeah. With this movie, the beginning, which is the only kind of part I saw, it was just like there was stuff I had to close my eyes for, and then it just never stopped. It just got worse and worse, so I just walked away. Right. Like. So, yeah. And it's not even as bad. Like, some of the gore, I would say most of the gore isn't even as bad as some of the gore in The Cat, which we'll talk about, and that Al watched in its entirety. And yet, this is the one that Al walked away from. But it's because it never stopped. Al literally yeah. had no ability to, you know, uh, uncover their eyes and watch the movie because it just kept going and going and going, right? Yeah. So Al did end up walking away from it. Yes. But I would like for us to talk about one of the big things that you did stick around for, that you did see, that I think is maybe the most fun element of the movie. And then I'll tell you a little bit about the movie and kind of give my own thoughts to you, Critters and Creeps, on it broadly. So what stuck out? There was a big thing, and we rewatched it this morning. Yes. The section from the original Dracula. Yeah. Yeah. The uh the recap uh -huh. kind of he calls it is basically just the original movie. It's like a bunch of parts from the original movie and I'm like kind of explaining it a bit and it's right. really cool too. Yeah, and and it's not it's not just clips of like Dwight Fry and Bela Lugosi, though, is it? No. It's him talking about, like, how he got to where he is now. Like... Yeah. And it's, like, put together so that it makes a lot of sense, too. Right. And I'm trying to... I'm, I, I wonder if you can tell me how you think it was accomplished, that sequence. And I think I think you're also not quite fully describing it in a, in a way that is clear. You want me to help you out on that? Yeah. Okay. The big thing is... They took footage from 1931's Dracula by Todd Browning and kind of inserted our characters into it or recreated like some locations and stuff as well and then inserted the characters into it. But 
Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was all CG. We didn't watch all of the special features. We dipped into them, or at least I did. Um, and since Al hadn't seen all of the movie, Al wasn't interested in watching all of the special features with me either. Uh, but I dipped into them. And it's but this, this great section where we have all of these shots that are like 1931 Todd Browning Dracula footage, but Nicholas Holt and Nicholas Cage in their respective characters. Yeah. So like that great scene... My, like my favorite shot in Dracula, the shot of Dwight Fry on the ship when we look down the stairs and he's going, that one, you know, yeah. uh, they do that. Like they have that shot with Nicholas Holt at the, at the bottom of the stairs, you know, doing the thing. Uh, all of these, the great lines of dialogue, the, I don't, I do not drink wine, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like that. Uh, we get this stuff and it's wonderful. I mean, it's like a minute of film. Yeah. But it's wonderful, that yeah, little minute. it is. It definitely is. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's, and I don't know, maybe maybe it's worth checking out for that. If that if that does intrigue you, it is super cool. Like those, those, like, series of shots that we get the backstory of Renfield and Dracula uh, together here in this particular world, right? But then Al wasn't able to watch much more. Nope. So... I'll talk for a second, Al. I'll explain to you kind of what the movie's about after where you left, um, broadly, for the sake of our listeners as well. And then Critters and Creeps. Talk briefly about my assessment of the film, uh, my review here. Broadly, though, Al, what the movie ends up becoming about is, you know, you saw that cop, right? Yes. Aquafina's character. So she's like, oh, boy, I don't even want to talk about that storyline. But here we are to talk about it anyway. There is a whole storyline about the mafia. It becomes like a mafia movie. There's like a whole bunch of mafia stuff in it, which is weird to me. It's like you've got a Dracula story in Renfield, and then there's like this mafia story that's stuck in there. And I don't know really thematically how it all ties in. I feel like you could had could have had a more uh, streamlined narrative and get at the same kind of thematic points. But what it does do, and this is kind of the one of the reasons it's there, is it gives a lot of people for Renfield and Dracula and Aquafina to fight in the form of these gangsters. So it ends up Renfield, you've got, the, these are the parties involved. You've got Renfield, you, who's our protagonist, who is providing Dracula with blood, uh, Dracula got burnt up by some vampire hunters like a hundred years ago and it's kind of regaining his strength. Yeah. So Renfield's bringing in people and those are, and they're kind of the, the two characters we meet first, obviously. Yes. Right. So it seems like that's what it's going to be about. Kind of Renfield forced to do this thing. Renfield doesn't want to do it. Renfield's got this guilt uh, overcoming him, you know, after all these years, just can't stand it anymore. So he's turned into, turned himself into a hero where he goes to this support group for people who are in abusive relationships and then goes off and finds the abusers and feeds them to Dracula. So it's like this yeah. wild vigilante story at first. Yeah, which is a part I gathered, mm -hmm. kind of. Yeah, but then Aquafina comes in and it's not like... It seems like it's going to be about the cops after Renfield kind of as a vigilante. What it ends up about is sort of this four-way war of kind of sorts, I guess, between Renfield, Aquafina's police character, Dracula, and a mafia family. 
and it's it's weird in that i'll say i'll say that much um but it is kind of an excuse for more action uh make no mistake this is a pretty big actiony movie cost 65 million dollars it was a yeah it was a bomb at the box office made like 25 million which sucks you know that's that sucks um you know just because i i don't know i don't i don't know that that i think the movie should have done better or anything i don't know who am i to say but i did have fun watching it uh ken and i enjoyed it a lot all of my friends seem to enjoy it it's really really funny in a lot of spots Nicholas Cage has some great moments. Uh, Nicholas Holt, you know, brings a lot of nuance to Renfield that I really like as a character. But once Renfield eats a bug and gets vampire superpowers and is like flipping through the air kung fu style and chopping people's arms off with like serving trays and stuff <gasps> like that. It's wild. It becomes an action movie and it's cool. Don't get me wrong. It's really, 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 really cool. But it's strange to see Dwight Fry's Renfield effectively in this like matrixy martial arts super gore fest. It's weird, but fun. You know, it's not it's not a thing that is going to like, I don't know, necessarily appease fans who are going into it looking for a sequel to Todd Browning's Dracula or something that is in keeping with Universal's older horror films. It is a big budget, you know, appeal to as broad an audience as possible kind of movie as you can get that is bizarrely rooted in 1931's Dracula by Todd Browning. (laughs) Right? Like it's it's a movie for everybody. That is also a sequel to a 1931 movie that a whole bunch of people do not watch and would never watch. It's strange, right? Yeah. I don't know. Where I fall on the movie is I enjoyed it. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's it. I don't think it's a masterpiece. Um, I don't think it's a must-see. But I think if you do uh, like having a good time watching sort of kung fu movies and you like Todd Browning's Dracula and you want to see a weirder, wackier side of Renfield and Dracula, this is it, you know? And it's good Nicolas Cage, you know, shenanigans. We haven't had a great Nicolas Cage vampire since Vampire's Kiss, of course. So, I don't know, man. I I recommend checking it out. Like, at least give it a watch. I have had friends who absolutely hated it, but it's like anything else. You know, some people love it, some people are going to hate it. But I had a good time, and so did Ken. Ken and I both had a lot of fun watching it. You enjoyed it for a while, <laughs> for a little bit. Yeah. Like, like right at the top. But then it definitely lost you. There is some stuff. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Let's talk about, there's like special features, right? So on yeah. this disc, there's a lot of stuff. Alternate takes. We're watching some alternate takes of lines of dialogue. Really funny, like kind of insults and stuff. Improv-y kind of stuff that you get on modern day comedies, which that's a whole other conversation. We also had a whole special feature on here about Cage's Dracula and their deleted scenes. There's a lot of deleted scenes. Oh, one thing I didn't mention. There's there's a weird aspect of the movie where there's stuff later on that's talked about that Ken and I were like, that's that is not a thing that's happened in the movie. Right. There'll be a line of dialogue where somebody will say something and, you know, to another character about something that has happened or something that they've done. 
and we'll be like, what, where, when, when did that happen? That didn't happen. And it was clearly something that must have happened in a deleted scene. So you can find that. <laughs> you find that stuff in the deleted scenes. Uh, but so during the credits of Renfield, they do this kind of film stocky freeze frame kind of thing, like super stylized images going on in the background. It's pretty neat. It's like replicated you know, images of Nick Cage and kind of a, an Andy Warhol sort of like layout. Pretty neat. But then there are clips, like little itty bitty clips, snippets of Renfield dancing that aren't in the movie. That's not in the movie. So Ken and I were talking about things that must have been deleted while we were watching the movie. And then during the credits, they show us stuff that was deleted. But that dance scene is actually in the special features. And as much as I know some people were sort of put off by the silliness of this movie, which is to say people who aren't, you know, going to this movie, I guess, just looking for a Nick Cage being wild kind of a Dracula flick. Um, I know it was too goofy for people, but I think like, I don't know, I like that dance number. <laughs> and I think that it's kind of a level of goofy that maybe the movie could have used like it maybe could have could have used that. I think they could have punched up the comedy a little bit more or punched up the horror a little bit more, it feels, because it really straddles the line of both. It's like almost an equal measure, a horror and a comedy, but it switches between them <laughs> in ways. Like when Dracula becomes scary Dracula, like mean, evil Dracula, uh, sometimes he's hilarious and sometimes he's an absolute nightmare of a monster, you know? And it's tonally... A little all over the map, but that kind of plays into that appealing to everybody kind of a, a mode of filmmaking. But we watched the dance sequence. And how do we watch that, Al? Because I think, because you did watch that, so maybe you can explain it too. So, Dad found the song. Right. I had to find out what song it was because the song that the dance sequence was choreographed to, they didn't license it for the Blu-ray. So they got some just random song. Yeah, so... He played the scene that had the dance in it, and then when it got to the music, he turned the volume off, and then on his phone, he just turned that music on, and it was pretty cool, and it made sense to the music, too. Yeah, um, which was uh, Jackie Wilson's um, Your Love Keeps Lifting Me Higher, or whatever the title of that song is, the one from yeah. Ghostbusters 2 that makes the ooze dance, that <laughs> that song. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's a great, great little number. It's really silly, but I think gets to the heart of kind of the madness of Renfield when we meet Renfield. And I don't know. I think there's some stuff there that I really would have liked to have explored more. His character's madness. And then once he comes out of the other side of the madness, how he deals with the guilt. But then that's, I, I guess, a little bit more serious, I suppose. So maybe it doesn't have a home there. And I guess that's I guess that's maybe where my hang up with the movie is and why why I'm finding it hard to to find words to describe it or a level of recommendation to give to it, I guess, more specifically, just because I wanted a lot more of the various things it was doing. And there were some things it was doing that I just didn't see as necessary and could have done entirely without. I don't know. I just wanted it to be more one or the other, I guess. <laughs> like, be a comedy or be a horror movie. Um, oh, but, you know, I'm not... It's also something we were talking about on Gerald's show, you know, on uh, Two Peas when I was on there. 
with Gerald and Justin talking about horror comedies that uh, ultimately I'm not the biggest fan of horror comedies. I would rather just watch a horror movie. And part of me really just wanted this to be a movie that was a kind of a horror movie, more of maybe a police procedural kind of a horror movie, too. I don't know. But if it wasn't going to be go hard comedy, too, you know, I'm, I'd have been fine with that. So I don't I don't know. Anyway, I'm done talking about Renfield. I can't I can't uh, verbalize any more eloquently my thoughts on it. So that's it. Renfield on Blu-ray, DVD, digital. Check it out. It's out there from Universal Pictures Home Entertainment. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Renfield. So, Alistair, how about we go grave digging? Yep. So, like we said we were going to talk about, we are going to talk about The Cat from... 1992 by Lamnai Choi. So, yes, this is... Uh, I didn't watch it. Except for one part I wouldn't have wanted to see. <laughs> which oh, isn't that where, the, where the cat gets hurt? Yeah, 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 yeah I would yeah. not want to see that. Um, mama, my mom also watched it with us, so she covered her eyes for that. Both of us did, because we did not want to see that. But, yeah, and how yeah. much is actually a cat being hurt? Like, how much the cat's actually being hurt? I don't... It's hard to say. I, it's a, I mean, it's a Hong Kong flick, y'all. At least I'm pretty sure it's a Hong Kong flick. I, I mean, it's a Golden Harvest movie, right? Yeah. Anyway, suffice it to say, in Hong Kong movies, you get a lot of animals dying on screen and being hurt and stuff. Uh, especially a lot of chickens. You know, if you watch a lot of, you know, I don't know, horror kung fu movies, there's always like a Taoist priest using chicken blood for something or other. And they usually get the chicken blood on screen. Ugh. But uh, so, yeah, there is a part of the cat where the cat gets hurt. But uh, you did. You watched the whole thing, though. And I was surprised because this is a movie with some real gore in it. But it wasn't that bad. Like it was like there. And then I think it was the final part that was the goriest, but it was also the silliest. So that kind of made up for it. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's interesting because when the gore happens in it, they aren't aiming for realism in any way. And granted, Renfield isn't always aiming for realism. It is definitely hyper-stylized, but it's like extra blood, extra gore. Yeah. Whereas the cat's gore is like monstery, alien-y. And the, the gore isn't that bad. It's like, I mean, there's gore in it, but like it's weird and more like monstery not more like realistic and it's really fun and it's it's, pr it's practical too so i think you could yeah. also see like how they kind of did it yeah yeah it was a it was pretty cool it was a good movie well, really do you want to do you want to really quickly talk and like say what it's about it's about is it which is really to say what it's about is to kind of spoil things because the movie really doesn't do a lot. I, I love Lam Nai Choi's movies. Okay, I'll throw this out there to the listeners before you summarize it. Uh, Lam Nai Choi also made uh, Rikkyo, the story of Ricky, which is incredible and I'm sure some of you have seen. Uh, Lam Nai Choi also made a movie I love called The Peacock King with Yoon Bio, um, as well as uh, its sequel, Saga of the Phoenix, which I also like a lot. And uh, the big one for me, oh boy, The Seventh Curse. Lam Nai Choi's The Seventh Curse is one of my absolute favorite movies starring Chow Yun-Fat and Chin Siu Ho. Uh, oh man, it's a great one. And it's bananas. It's absolutely crazy. Darn near as crazy as The Cat, which is about... As, as far as we knew, because the first part where he explained it 
did not have subtitles, but <laughs> which. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the way that we we had found it online to to watch, like on it was like on YouTube or something. Now these movies aren't easy to get a hold of. Sometimes the uh, the Hong Kong flicks, the only way you can get a hold of them is to like find them on YouTube, and if you're lucky, subtitled by a fan or something. You know, same thing with like a lot of Japanese stuff. Like you gotta find fans out there doing the fan work. Um, but they didn't subtitle. Yeah, the first part yeah, of this. the first part where it gives us. Where it tells us what this movie is about. So, but anyway, but we did learn what it's about. They're like aliens whose star got invaded by like evil things, I guess? I guess. And then there's this, <laughs> I don't even know. It's like a, a slime, like a like a blob. Yeah. It's, it's got like a blob quality. Killer alien blob, kind of, that's also alive and has faces. <laughs> listening to al try to describe this oh it's hilarious because like no the movie really is not straightforward enough to summarize it's so weird so bizarre effectively the story is yeah it's about a cat and the people who serve it all of whom are aliens including the cat and they are fighting some other alien, which is like a blob alien with tiny little arms on it. Like, uh, what's his head? Rikard. Like Rikard from uh, Elden Ring, right? These tiny little hands all over it. And that's kind of it. And the, the cat and company are trying to get a hold of these things to save the day or whatever. It's really direct, really straightforward, and mostly centered around kind of four big, weird action sequences. Yeah. <laughs> and one of them is the cat's action sequence. Which is actually really cool. It's so great. I won't spoil any of it, but suffice it to say the cat gets a gigantic, gigantic action sequence that is one of the greatest things that yeah. Lamb Nightjoy has done. And I mean, Lamb Nightjoy made The Seventh Curse and Rikio, the story of Ricky, and had the good sense to cast Yoon Bio in multiple movies. So Lamb Nightjoy knows what's going on. And still, that cat fight scene is one of the most bananas things I've ever seen. It is so crazy and so good. Right. Like, and so we wanted to talk about the movie here to recommend at least that. Yes. And also how one of our characters literally pointlessly dies. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of that. And it's also got some actors in it who I'm a big fan of. If you're into, you know, older kung fu movies and stuff, namely Philip Kwok is in there. He's the oh I don't want to spoil. He's kind of the cop, the lead, the the lead kind of cop guy maybe, or maybe he's not a cop. Maybe they're gangsters. Oh now I'm now I'm confusing myself. Um, he gets a couple of action sequences too, but he's from uh, the Venom Mob. If you're into old Shaw Brothers flicks, and he plays a major role in it. Uh, anyway, the Cat from 1992 by Lam Choi. Check it out. I also wanted to drop in another couple grave digging recommendations because we've been watching so much stuff and we've been off for a little while, right? Uh, I would like to recommend uh, those Gamera movies we watched. Oh, yeah. Right? We watched the 90s Gamera movies. Yeah, those were good. All right, all the way up through Gamera the Brave. And it's a whole box set that was put out by Aero Video. So we just worked our way through that whole box set. The It's like 90-something to 2006, those Gamera movies. Yeah. And, and they're every, wonderful. Every, all of them except the first one, I think. 
We talked. We've yeah. seen the first one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We just watched it a, a longer while back. Yeah. Um, but then we plowed through the other ones. Um, and then uh, I've been watching the Mr. Vampire movies, the second of which is super, super bananas. And I adored. I like the first one a lot, a lot, too. But Mr. Vampire 2, so crazy. And I do want to give uh, one final digging recommendation here. We can talk about it for a second if we if, if we want to. But my friend Jason put on a marathon of Common Rider stuff. And boy, we watched a ton yeah. of Common Rider. My favorite thing we watched was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Al, do you want to try uh, the title here? Common Rider Heisei Generations, Dr. Pac-Man versus X-Aid, and Ghost with the Legend Riders. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> that's that is a title. actually the title, by the way. Yeah, that's a whole title. It, it pops up for about two seconds at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> so it's like gone instantly. Yeah. Good luck following that. The Legend Riders refers to the 53 other, that's, an, that's me being hyperbolic, but the 53 other common writers who pop up in this thing. But it's so wild. And it's like, like, whenever they transform, it's just, like, blah, 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 all the time. It's always just things. There's always something saying. You know what the experience of this movie is like? What? It's like when you walk into a video game, like, arcade. When you walk into an arcade, and I know you haven't really been in any or many, but uh, older listeners will have this experience and know what I'm talking about. You walk into a video arcade, and the initial reaction is just to be like overwhelmed because there's so much sound and so many things flashing at you and so many lights. This movie is like the instant you walk into a video arcade, a video game arcade, and all the machines hit you with their noise and and sights and sounds all at once. But it extended to like an hour and also common writers. Right. And not even, I mean, it's 89 minutes. Yes. It's incessant, man. It just is constantly just screaming random words at you. I, oh my gosh, my brain nearly melted. And yet I would watch it again in a heartbeat. Oh my goodness. And I can't wait to watch the whatever 15 (laughs) or whatever (laughs) seasons play into that movie to sort of retroactively understand how this movie came to be because it's utter chaos but it's only because it's like you know the the legend writers and stuff all of those title thingies in there most of those refer to different series of common writer that have all been jammed together and then legend writers kind of like lumping the the rest of them all under one big thing and so you don't know who is part of what series almost every single character that walks on screen throughout is a common writer it doesn't even matter like almost everybody on screen is a common writer there's There's a lot of nerf belts yeah the nerf belts the later common writers are so strange because this is an uh this is an x-aid one whatever the one is where it's the doctor kid who has the video game powers that's the main common rider in it, I guess. I don't know, man. Common rider, Heisei, Generations, Dr. Pac-Man versus X8 and Ghost with Legend Riders. I highly recommend it if you can track it down. <laughs> uh, Al, anything else that you want to dig up here? No, not really. Rad. Um, so that's kind of what the show is going to look like. And we just wanted to do a quick run of it, right? Give you a feel for 
We talk about Renfield. Obviously, Al didn't have much to say about that. We'll make sure in future episodes where if Al doesn't get to watch the movie that is kind of the bigger focus of an episode that Al has more grave digging kind of stuff prepped to talk about. But we wanted to give you just a bit of a feel, a bit of a taste of how the show might run when we are struck with that moment of inspiration of, oh, my gosh, we got to talk about this movie. You know, in Renfield with that opening bit with the 1931 stuff looking so gorgeous like we may have done an episode on it just to talk about that even though you hadn't watched the whole movie you know like that's something that we might have just gone wow we got to record about that doesn't we don't care if we have a full episode or not let's talk about that thing you know so maybe that would just end up in grave digging some other time if we didn't have the whole blu-ray you know what i mean but we hope you are excited critters and creeps let us know chime in you know anything that you heard in here that you really, really like and are excited about, if any of these possible types of media that we discussed are interesting to you, you know, let us know because we really don't know what you all want and are interested in. Obviously, this is to keep us interested and excited. So, you know, that's going to be first and foremost the thing. But if anything that we've talked about in here is really, really exciting to you, you know, if all the listeners went, oh my goodness, I've been waiting for Alistair to stream video games, you know, then like we'd get on that immediately, you know what I mean? So let your voices be heard, critters and creeps. Now, Alistair, insofar as it can be done while cutting out some of our uh, stuff that we're not doing anymore, where can our listeners find us online? You can find us on Twitter at cadaver underscore cast. While we're still on Twitter, we know Twitter is what Twitter is. Holy cow. Or I guess you don't know. You don't know what's been going on on Twitter. But boy, I'm not on there much. And mostly I'm on there lately to engage with the Writers Guild of America West and stuff like that. But I'm still posting stuff on there. You can also find us on Instagram at CadaverCast. Mm -hmm. You can find us on Facebook at the CadaverCast Critters and Creeps Club. Join the club. You can email us at cadavercast at gmail.com and you can find our merch at teespring.com slash cadavercast. Right. And we are keeping all the merch stuff live and up there. And, you know, one of the things, if you've never been to that merch store on Teespring, they let you put your image on whatever the heck you want, really. And so, you know, they basically default to here are the 5,000 things we let you put your image on. And so we just kind of included as many of those as we thought it looked okay on as possible, you know, Um, and not just okay. Like it had to look good for us to be willing to have our imagery be on it. Yeah. Um, But for the most part, obviously t-shirts and stuff, that's the big thing. And one of the reasons we've gone with Teespring over uh, any of the other ones is just the amount of money that they give us from what you pay is way more than what we got from anywhere else, uh, or we would get from anywhere else. We are, of course, on a different site before, and after selling hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of stuff, we got 20 bucks, I think. So uh, that's when we moved. <laughs> we moved over. Also, they didn't believe we were us. They told us we didn't have the copyright for our artwork, so they shut our store down <laughs> and weren't even going to give us that 20 bucks. Oh, man, I just remembered all that. Yeah, they said we didn't own our own artwork and then tried to keep our money. So we're on Teespring because they don't do that to us. So 
Uh, that is the one area that we are keeping things open for money to be coming into. And if we do sell enough merch to be able to buy new tech, that is going to go into the show. Every single bit of merch that we sell, all the funds from that, every single bit of it will go back into the show in some form or another. Even if it's, you know, this month we made 10 bucks, right? We only sold a couple things. We made 10 bucks. So let's buy new cables for our microphones. You know what I mean? Like yeah. little, like it can be little stuff like that, but we want to sink it into our shows and into our art, you know, into music lessons for Al or something, right? So uh, the merch is the one way to support us financially, but also gets you cool stuff. We hope that you like at the same time. Anyway, yeah. there you go. That's why that's still out there. I just wanted to do a little sidetrack to talk about that. But all right. But yeah. Did, did you do email? Yes. Okay, cool. So then I guess it's time to sign out from our first episode of the new cadavercast whatever it's gonna look like and sound like and we know this episode's been a little bit rambly a little bit unusual but we really are just trying to lay the groundwork and get you as excited as we are yeah you've been listening to the first episode of the new cadavercast i'm alistair burnham and i'm cadaver dad jeff burnham thanks we love you thanks for listening everybody Let's 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 let